0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bulletproof Podcast. It is my mission to help you achieve the things that you want to achieve in life, through the sharing of some journeys of some really unbelievably inspirational people, from property investors to elite sportsmen and to everyone else in between. Today, I am joined by Entrepreneur and business owner Kevin Wheeler from the Empowering Network. Kevin and I had been on this call for around about 20 minutes before uh, I realised I wasn't recording. So when this does start, you will note that we are midway through conversation. But you haven't missed anything, I show you. So I followed Kevin for some time on social media and watched his watched his story unfold from from becoming, you know, sort of a likable guy that people follow on the internet to becoming a proper coach mentor and trainer in the rent to rent space so kevin's got now a number of followers and a number of mentees within his own community and it is a pleasure to have him on with me talking about all of that today and what kevin has done over the years in terms of success and how he's managed to get using them using mindset and success principles in order to do so let's join him
1: That was only a quarter of an hour worth of footage, mate. That was good as well. I enjoyed (laughs) that.
0: (laughs) Listen, we can start again.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you're just joining us, I didn't press record when we just started there. So now we are recording. I'm checking. We're recording. Excellent. So welcome, Kevin. Again. We've just done
1: but We can just shoot again. (laughs) don't mind. Yeah, thanks for having me with you, Paul. Uh, Twenty minutes in, but at least people didn't get to hear about what I was called at school, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Although I will probably just set myself up there. So yeah, my name's Kevin Wheeler, I'm one of the co-founders of the Empowering Network with Simon Taylor. Um, privileged to be on your show, Paul. Thank you very much for in- inviting me on. Uh, really interesting to see how the uh, conversation is going to go today. Yeah, brilliant.
0: So, so tell us a bit about where you're at now. Uh, where you're at now, Kevin? What what's what sort of uh, what businesses do you operate in now then?
1: So we've got we've got a number of different businesses now then paul um mostly all in property although we do invest in other businesses as well but we um so we've got we own 10 which is the empowering network um if anybody doesn't know what that is check it out on facebook feel free to join our group but the empowering network we have a property training company which actually gets results uh we had a record high in july of over 80 of our of our mentees achieved success which is just absolutely phenomenal um, but not only that, we've got a property sourcing company where we go out and bespoke source uh, for the investor themselves as well. And then we offer ten exclusive packages tailored for the individual too. Uh, not only that, we've got a fairly large uh, rent-to-rent portfolio. We've got over 20 units now, over 20 properties, I should say. Uh, we do a lot of buy, buy-refurb, refinance, finance, flips, uh, buy to lets Yeah, we're pretty much we're pretty deep in property. Have been for, gosh, heavily involved for probably a good what. 17 years coming up now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I'm glad you just used that word a minute ago, success, because that's that's gonna send me down a different path as where we was going down the first time we record, didn't record, should I say. Okay. So yeah, you, you you said there about 80% of your mentees have, have now achieved success. So success is a really interesting word I find. You know, it can be defined in so many ways and, and so many people define success as how much money they've got in the bank. You know, and, and for me, success is a, is more of a rounded thing where we talk about you know, we're talking about wealth and assets, health and fitness, what, what we've got going on in our life, our relationships, our family, our free time, uh, you know, the, the world in which we've created around us, all that, round, all that all-rounded view of, of what I would call success. You know, that, that's my view of it. But, you know, it's, it's really interesting how people can see sort of a Lamborghini in the street or somebody on a private jet and they, and they deem that person to be successful. You know, I follow I follow a chap on YouTube called Gaur Gopal Das. He's a he's a he's a monk. I don't know if you follow him. He's really no, interesting, really interesting guy. He's got a lot to say on success. Uh, and one of his mantras is is that some of the what does he say it is some of the most poorest people in the world all they have is money. And, and I think it's it's a really really emotive topic. I find. Uh, so so when you say that these people have, have found success, what, what do you actually mean by that?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question to, to talk a bit about what you spoke about then. I mean, for me, success is a mindset. Success is in, is in the mind. You know, you could have all the money in the world, but look at all the people in the world that have multiple you know, streams of income and lots of money, but they commit suicide. You know, it's it's an alarming rate. But I mean, when I talk about success, we measure success at 10. We're, we publish our success rates in terms of Um, how many people achieve at least their first rent to rent deal in the first three months but not only that and tenant it as well because anybody can say anybody it's a hard thing to do of course it is but most people could go out there and source a property but what if you can't fill that property it then becomes a liability as opposed to an asset so we measure success at 10 in terms of our mentorship and training program in how many of our mentees achieve at least one rent to rent in the first three months and fill it and therefore make it a cash flow and have a, an asset as opposed to a liability and that and
0: you know what that's awesome because you know I, i've i've done a lot of property training over my years and and i've done a lot of courses and i've done a lot of things and and the output is very rarely measurable you know you go into to a course and it might be oh, we're going to teach you this strategy okay i'm going to learn this strategy but how can you ever deem that I've been successful in implementing that because there is no measure you know there's no sort of I will show you this strategy and you will achieve x there's none of that it's just I'm going to show you this and I'm going to leave you on your own type of thing so I think that aftercare support mentoring coaching and training that comes after learning the thing that you're there to learn is really really important would you agree with that
1: yeah I 100% do but I think People don't join mentorship programs or training courses for a theory-based exercise, I don't believe. You know, I, I believe people join a training program for a result. They want to get a result at the end of it. And I think that's where I think training can fall down because lots of people are charging thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of pounds, and people come out the other end and they have no return on investment at all. There's nothing they've got back. They're just hugely in debt or they've remortgaged or they've done whatever, and it just means they've just got nothing. There's no output to it. Whereas I think that's where we're very different because we measure our success. You know, we're proud of our success. We publish our success. We show our mentees on a daily basis just so people can contact them. It's all transparent. It's all there. If you want to contact our mentees, you can. If you want to check our success rate out, you can. If you want to do your due diligence on us here at 10, you absolutely can. So I think the training world gets a bad name. And I think sometimes quite rightly so. Um, but that's why it's so important to do your due diligence and get the right people. that actually a walk in the walk as well, uh, and doing what they say, what they're teaching too. Oh yeah, I just
0: said that as well. You know what? The old walk in the walk thing is. That's massive for me. That is really, really key. Really, really big thing. Uh, you know, as you know, I, I, I have a construction training academy, and that's been really successful since we started it, uh, and it's generated enough revenue to be able to self-sustain to sustain our family lifestyle. Uh, without any other businesses yet we also have a construction business and we did toy with closing the construction business down because the training academy was supporting us and it was do we really need the pain of the construction business because that's where all the hurt is um you know that's where all the hard work goes and it was like how can we have a fucking construction training academy and not have a construction business it it doesn't work so you know we're still going through the pains of of a construction business in order to support the, the training academy you know it's i think I think that's massively massively important like yeah
1: I, 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 excuse me hundred percent agree agree with you Paul I mean we're always looking at ways that we can evolve things as well you know we've just released the ten exclusive recently, and you know a lot of people people there's a niche in the market there's a gap in the market or so, so Simon and I believe where people want a result they want an end product from a training course, so the ten exclusive that we do now we actually we ask you what cash, we do, we do a questionnaire of yourself, we sit down, we interview you, Interview you. we go through what you're looking to achieve, and we find out what cash flow you need. What's the profit that you need every single month to live the life you want to live, have time, have freedom of time. Um, and then we work out a package based on that. You know, it's, uh, But what we also do is the minimum expectation from that course now is we will actually go out and bespoke source as many deals as you need to actually meet that cash flow requirement. So you've got 10, as in Simon and I, sourcing those deals, but also you're being trained up at the same time to doubly go at it and source your own deals too. I think that's, I think that's the way the training world should go, an end result guaranteed pretty much There's an end result at the end of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll assume that you're holding your mentees accountable to, to, to this programme, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, I think it's a good thing. I had a chat with somebody today and they hadn't done what we asked them to do. And sometimes people don't, they don't take the action. And, and that's, that's the pinnacle to, to any success. But I think with Simon and I as well, we're not. you don't join our mentorship program for us to be your best mates. You join it for a result. and We, we kick our mentees up the arse. Because cause we showcase our success rate, right? we need you guys to be successful. We want you to be successful, otherwise it pulls down. And we're like, oh, we can't do that. Come on, we need to pull you forward. Yeah. So it's kind of accountability on them, but also on us. which we like to, That's why we like to be transparent and showcase.
0: No, I get it. I get it totally. So what? So what was it then? I mean, I know why I formed the Construction Training Academy because I was getting fucking pissed off <laughs> having to babysit people and doing things that I that came naturally to me, and it was, it was right. I I need to teach this. I need I need to get this message out of me. So so what what is it that took you from being a landlord, stroke property investor, to becoming a trainer? What what was the what was the what was the draw? What was the ruse?
1: Uh, there wasn't one. In honestly, Paul, it was an accident, complete accident. Um, in two years ago, what was it? I can't remember. But I lost, I lost my nephew at 17, um, and it kind of transformed my life totally. I think around about two years ago that we lost lost my nephew Callum. Um, and at the time, we, we were cruising through life. If I'm honest, you know, we're earning decent money from our properties, in life was pretty easy, pretty simple. But all of a sudden, my, my mindset changed overnight. He was 17 years old, and I thought, you know what? I don't know how long I've left on this planet. I don't know. It, it broke the family's hearts. You know, it, was, it was a horrible time. and it, it doesn't repair. It never gets any better. Um, but it made me look at things a little bit differently. Um, and in that sense, I thought, I can do more with my life. I can, I can do more. And somebody contacted me out of the blue, just asked me if, um, a few questions about M. And I said, yeah, and I just went through it with them. And they said, oh, can you, can you show me how to do it? So I went, went over there, uh, went out there, showed them how to do it, um, trained them up pretty much for, for nothing at all. And then their friend contacted me as well, wanted to also find out how to do rent to rent. And I was like, I can't keep giving them my time away for free. I'll just charge them something, you know, a little bit on the side. And then that referred, and I got somebody else involved. So it kind of went, that, it wasn't in my goals at all. It, training was never even in our remit whatsoever. But then all of a sudden word of mouth got around. The people that I trained up initially, they took on deals, and then it was more and more and more. And then it's like, well, okay, well, this is good. It's um it's, it's good money in training, of course. And it's a it's a second, it's a nice additional income stream for having a portfolio, as you just said, I said then Paul. So we kind of fell into it, in all honesty. And then Simon and I, we got together, um, but we got together on the remit that everything we do would have the would have our customer the client's heart in mind and what i mean by that is that we would deliver something exceptional and we would deliver something that's real and true and transparent and none of this bullshit that you see going on it would absolutely be out there and and i said earlier that actually our mentees join us for a result not to become our best friend and we're not their best friend during the program but by the end they're lifetime friends and i think that's really good because i think a lot of people leave a training program Normally, quite pissed off, thinking they haven't been fulfilled, not got what they want, and then they're out of there. You know, we have so many friends now from our, our the ten network is massive. It's really strong and growing all the time.
0: No, oh, that's great. That's great. So, as I said, as I said on our first take that we didn't record. <laughs> so, we, yeah, I, I've I've followed you guys for some time, you, you and Simon, and and it was just it just seemed to be this, you know, I, I, when you see somebody on social media, you kind of connect with them on a, a virtual level. You know, you and I—we've never met face to face yet. No. Actually, like I know you, just from watching mm-hmm. you on social media, and I'm sure it's likewise. You get that, get that from. Oh, for you. sure. You know, so, so, at what point did did you Did decide? There must have been a trigger. I can't, I can't seem to get this out of anybody that I speak to. There must have been a trigger that 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 happened when you became, you know, trainer, training a couple of mates and doing it a bit on the side to be to grow in this big fucking beast that you've grown now. You know, what was it it that made you go do that?
1: It was, I did a live. I had a coach at the time um, and this coach asked me to do a live. Um, Just just showcasing, just serving, just giving away free information. And I did a live. Um, And the next thing I had, probably four or five people contact me just for my 15 minute live. Can you train me? Can you train me? And then from there, it was kind of like, I can do this. I'm going to do it. I'm good at it. I've got a proven track record. I've been in property for 16, 17 years. I've walked the walk. Why not? Why not deliver on it? So I think at that point then, it's where it really, really spearheaded me forward. Uh, and then we, we created the 10 in the Empowering Network. Um, but in terms of what was it? Um, I think really it was going back to losing my nephew and then losing my dad earlier on this year. Because My dad was 58, and he passed away from prostate cancer, which is, again, just horrendous this year. Um, And it makes me look at life differently. It makes me look at people People were born, and the way the society teaches us is to get a good job, pay your mortgage off, have fun in retirement. You know, on average, most people die within 10 years of retirement. And it just triggered my mindset to think, what if I could help people live their life now? And that's something I'm passionate about. You know, we've got so many of our, our students or mentees, as we call them, that quit their jobs because they hate them. They don't enjoy what they do. They just fall into a, fall into a rut and they want to get out of it. And they need that, they need that help to get out of it. And I think mean, Simon and I, we're hugely passionate about helping people do that. Um, and I think, well, I know, we get a bigger kick out of their success than they do. I can honestly say that. And yeah, I think mean,
0: Yeah
1: and we are and i think that's why most of them or all of them become good friends with us because they know that we've given them everything we go all in with them on everything so to answer your question was there a trigger it was probably two big events in my life losing my my nephew losing my 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 dad and realizing that people should be living life now not waiting till retirement not being stuck in a dead-end job um because we weren't i don't believe we were put on this planet to literally just sit there and Work hard and pay bills. We're 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 born for way more than that. We've all got a series of greatness in us. Some of us just need a bit of help and pulling that out, and that's what we do very very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm exactly the same. You know, you get, and it's took me a long time to wrap my head around this and and get my mindset where it needs to be. You know, I'm I'm a formal alcoholic. I've been in prison, and to go from to going from there to to where I've found myself now, that that shift that you, that's needed mindset wise is really it can be difficult to come to terms with. So when you've got a, a group of mentees or you've got a group of uh, people that follow you and, and they're looking to you for guidance and leadership, what what do you think it is that, what do you think the one key thing is that you're saying to these people that that makes them stop and think, do you know what, this guy's right. You know, I, yeah. I'm in this job. The, the, I, I still can't find what that thing is. And uh, You know, there must be that realisation, that moment where they just go, fuck it, I'm going for it. You know, yeah.
1: what is that? What do you think that is? I think there's a trigger in all of us. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't watch a lot of TV. I study a lot, you know, in terms of the, the, the human mind. Uh, I'm hugely into educational stuff. But I think there's, the, the, I read something the other day where when you have an idea inside of you, because we all do, you know, we've all been there, you know, I'm, my mindset has changed as yours has now. And you're in a position where if you get, have an idea, you just act on it. Yeah. But most people won't. And, but most people want to. And what will happen is people will have an idea and they'll be like, I want to do that. I want to join that program. I want to invest in that house. I want to go out for a run. I want to become a vegetarian. I don't want to eat that burger, for example. But that, what, what happens there is you've then got five seconds to take the action on whatever that idea is. And if you don't take that, that action on that idea within five seconds, the brain automatically, automatically adjusts into safety mode. And your brain has been taught over however many years old you are what safe is and what safe isn't based on where your mindset is at. So if you say, if I say, for example, I'm going to jump out of an aeroplane, I need to do it in five seconds. Otherwise I'm staying up in that plane. Because <laughs> like, no, stop, stop. Yeah. And it's, I think the, the biggest thing is the biggest trigger, Paul, is whatever idea you have, pick up the phone, take that step. Don't eat that burger. You know? <laughs> Literally take the action within the five seconds and you will adjust. You will move forward because if you don't, you automatically will reset back into safe zone, which is how you taught yourself to live for the last however many years old you are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it totally. Totally get it. So, so how how tell me how how, how you feel personally, uh, and I'm sure Simon would be would say the same. So when a mentee's finished your program and they come to you and they say, you know, Kevin, I've just got my first deal. Uh, by the end of this week, it's getting tenanted. This the end of this week. How, how does that make you feel? You know, as as a as a coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we normally know because I think the thing with our program, Paul, is we're we're side by side with all of them the whole way through it. We, we don't do group training gener- generically. We have a certain amount of groups set up, but they're more. They're not really what we what we do. We're more one to one. So when, so we help the guys. We help, we help our mentees dress the properties. We tell them what to do. We tell them what stuff to use. We show them pictures of our properties, how what they look like. Um, but more than that, we then teach them sales skills. How to close your tenants. How to make sure they take a room there and then. How to make sure they don't say, I need to talk to my mum, my dad, or my brother, or my sister. So this is all taught you know, literally as we're going through. And then, and then when, when they take a room, we help them, we handhold them. We actually reference the tenants with them to make sure they get the best tenants possible. I mean, you and I know, being landlords, it's like the hardest part is to get the right tenants, right? Everything else is not easy, but the, if you get the wrong tenants, you're stuffed, you're fucked, you're not going anywhere. So we, we literally handhold them through the process, so, but how does it make us feel uh, on top of the world? On, on top of the world, we get a real, a real buzz out of it. Yeah, you know, real buzz, hence why we jump on a live and say, ah, oh, like today, uh, Kazim Piri Mohammed, one of our top mentees, he's just taken on a deal in London, filled all six rooms in a day, and now he's generating cash flow of over £6,000 a month from his rent to rent, and that, we just got off the phone, he finished our mentorship programme about eight months ago, but we still keep in contact, that's that's what I'm talking about, he's, we're still helping I'm, We're still helping him now, even though he's not on our paid training, because that, that's what we're about. Yeah, no, that's brilliant,
0: mate, that's brilliant. So just just for those that to, I mean, I know what we're talking about, but for those that are listening, don't actually know, know, and understand what rent to rent is. Just give us a quick overarching sort of theory uh, of what what is rent to rent.
1: Yeah, sure. Paul. So <laughs> there's many different ways you can describe rent to rent, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in the empowering network way because I think even though you've got rent to rent as a as the headline, there's many different ways of doing it, many different strategies in which you can actually you know do it. But for us. Rent to rent is taking over an existing HMO, which could be a student HMO, paying the landlord X amount of rent, at leasing the property for three, four, or five years, and then renting the rooms out individually and making a profit. And the tenants that live in the individual rooms have a all-inclusive price, i.e. they don't pay for bills either. And then the difference between the income and the outgoings is your profit. Gotcha, gotcha. So hopefully I explained that. Okay, I should do. Yeah. I should be an expert there, shouldn't I?
0: Yeah. it sounds pretty simple.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's one of the hardest things that that, that people will ever do. And but what I, what I always say to people is it is really hard. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Any any businesses when you're starting off, it doesn't matter whether it's property or whatever. You know, most businesses fail. I think in the first two years or whatever it is. But it's one of the hardest things you will ever do. But the, the it's what, I, what we say to our, our students is it, the first 12 months will be massively hard. It will be one of the hardest things you've ever done. But after those 12 months, you may never have to work in a job that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. And the way that we show, show our mentees how to systemize the business means that they don't have to spend all day, every day working on the business either. So you can either work really hard right now for 12 months or you can work really hard in the job you hate for the rest of your life. Yeah, which one do you prefer? You know, kind yeah. of that matrix blue pill or the red pill, which one do you choose? You
0: know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I hear a lot of people that, um, they, they, you know, they try to sort of go out there and buy this dream that they're sold. You know, it's, it's going to be easy. I'm going to get into property and it's passive income. What a lot of fucking shit that is. You know, but <laughs> yeah, it's work, it's still hard work. But what people want, like you say, they want this pill, they want to take a pill and then and have this sort of. Yeah I say it, we're done we're done we've set up this business and we've been doing it for 2 weeks yeah. and now I'm going to it. walk
1: it. away we're it's rich we're loaded forever <clears throat> yeah it just doesn't i mean passive passive income in my opinion is almost doesn't exist because that, to me passive income means you're you're leaving control of everything or anything or any, or something down to somebody else and if you're an entrepreneur or business owner you can't do that
0: did you see the Gary V uh, live show when, you, when somebody asked him that in the audience?
1: No, I didn't. Oh, you have to
0: Google it. That is so funny. What
1: happened, Paul? Tell well, you
0: me. know how Gary V how he is. How he is on stage. He's very yeah. animated and direct. And this guy, I think he's Swedish. This guy He's either Swedish or Finnish. He puts his hand up and he says, uh, "Excuse me, Gary. Can I ask a question?" And he says, uh, "Yeah, go for it." And he says, uh, "Can you tell me about passive income?" And Gary V's response is. Are you fucking kidding me right now? He's <laughs> like, What? I just asked a question. It took some real balls for me to stand up at this event and ask you this. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, Well, I just don't want to work in an office in Sweden anymore. I just want to sit on a beach and take a take a wage. And Gary Vee. He rips him a new one. Good. You have to YouTube it. It is great. It's
1: I'll check great it out. I'll write it down actually. I'll okay. check it out.
0: I think I think it's called Gary Vee Passive Income Live, something like that.
1: I think the problem is, is people want something for nothing these days. Yeah. Um, I mean that with the greatest of respect, you know, there is pa- passive income. I mean, you can systemize your business, you can outsource things. You can you can, you can can outsource things in a way that actually doesn't cost you that much because there are ways and means of doing things like what we do. I mean, we probably spend four or five hours a month on our rent to rents. You know, we've got over 20, um, so it's not passive, but it should never be passive. You know, yeah. it should never be. You should always be trying to grow, trying to progress, trying to move forward. Not sitting back because I tell you what, you know, I was in I was in Spain for uh, a week last week. That was passive then, doing absolutely nothing. Two days, I'm going out of my mind. You know, gotcha. up, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jumping on calls, trying, you know, trying to trying to do do things back at home because I think there's sitting on your ass doing absolutely jack will never get you anywhere anyway. So forget about the idea of passive passive income and focus on building your business and building long-term wealth. Cause that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going, we're going back to the, the, the principles of what success looks like for the individual as well, aren't we? You know, what, I can't think of anything worse than sitting in my ass and doing nothing. Yeah. i keep my feet out of the fridge. I wouldn't. I'd eat myself to death if I didn't have a job
1: i think i'd be Paul. i think the wife would probably yeah. hang out and have, have enough of me to be fair <laughs> it's bad enough now you know i hang around home a fair bit these days but especially the fact that i'm in isolation after um come back from spain but yeah i think i'd be divorced I'd love my wife dearly but i think she'd have enough of me yeah, uh, she, yeah. she's not the problem i probably am to be fair yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i went to uh, i was in the gym uh not yesterday the day before and uh, this, this chap I was speaking to, I've, I've spoken to him a few times, but uh, we actually had our first sort of real conversation the other day. And uh, he came up in conversation how he's a stage show, show stage bodybuilder. We was chatting away and he'd ma- he's managed to keep his physique through lockdown, which is fucking phenomenal. Uh, you know, just come out the back end of it now. We're on the, we're in the beginning of August, so it's yeah. still, still really fresh. And uh, we got talking about diet and I said, what, what diet did you follow whilst you were uh, locked down? And he said, oh, I've done the, uh, I've done
1: the 16-8. <laughs> There's
0: that many out there, you know, Slimming World Weight Watchers. Yeah, you? keto,
1: you name it, loads, yeah. yeah.
0: I said, tell me about this 16 And he said, well, you, you, you starve yourself for 16 hours and you eat everything in an eight-hour window. And it's called intermittent fasting. And I said to him, you don't eat for 16 hours. And he went, no. I said, I'd, be st- I'd kill me stone dead. And he said, no, go on, try it, try it now. So I tried it last night. Fucking hell, fire. <laughs> Honest to God, you can count your sleep in that. But twenty past seven last night, I had my last. Uh, I had my last bite. I had a banana. I thought that'll that'll see me through. Twenty five past seven, I was starving because it's I starving. know I know what's ahead of me now. I've got sixteen hours with nothing. So my next food was at twenty past eleven this morning. I only did it as an experiment to see how I could cope with it. And <laughs> eleven o'clock this morning, I, was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Twenty minutes to go. And then. <laughs> I had my smoothie made, I had my porridge made, and then a couple of uh, these little corn cocktail sausages that Mrs. has in the fridge to snack on. I got them all lined up on the side. Come quarter past now, I did a 15-second countdown. And I got to, I got, it got to 20 past, I ate my smoothie, and then I was full. I couldn't eat anything else.
1: You
0: couldn't eat your cocktail sausages. I couldn't eat I was like, what has happened here? <laughs> and then I'm all bloated. And it, oh, I won't do it again, though. That, that oh, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, a t- it's a mindset thing again, well,
0: though, Paul, isn't it? Totally, yeah. completely, yeah, yeah.
1: Whether you think you can or you think you can't, it's just so, so true. Right. It's, yeah, it's that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I need to get myself fit again, I must admit. It's, um, lockdown didn't do me any favours. Uh, the little one keeps saying I might need to wear mummy's bra. So, uh, you know, we're <laughs> to start to go on a few runs and stuff. So, all good fun. Yeah, yeah, love it. Listen,
0: Kev, that's been great. I don't like to go on for longer than half an hour, really, because I like to keep the, uh, keep the listeners engaged and get them ready for the next one. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, mate.
1: Absolute pleasure, Paul. Thank you very much for inviting me on.
0: If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, Kevin, what, what, where's the best place to get hold of you, mate?
1: Uh, you can check out our group. Our group is um, the Empowering Network with Simon Taylor and Kevin Wheeler. Um, you can also check out our website, which is www. The dash empowering dash network dot co. UK and contact us on Messenger. We're just normal guys, you know. So contact us on Messenger, we'll have a chat and see how we can help you guys. And thanks very much, Paul. Really appreciate it.
0: Excellent. Thanks very so much for your time, mate. And we will speak
1: again soon. No worries. Take care. Cheers. Cheers mate.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Paul Tinker on this Bulletproof podcast. Give us a like, share and a subscribe and we will see you next time.